what is my vision and like what is the action that I can take today that does that that like helps feed into that vision. Otherwise, you just it, it feels like you're on the ocean and you're just like feeling thrown about. Welcome back to Millennial Producer. I'm your host Dominic Di Maria. Today, our guest is independent producer by the name of Jonathan Melton. Hailing from the Great Lakes state of Michigan, Jonathan is a multidisciplinary creative producer currently based out of Brooklyn, New York. Besides winning several Addies and a Silver Clio, one of his latest projects, Ivory, was featured as one of the best documentaries of 2018 in Vimeo's Best of Year Roundup. Jonathan's a super talented producer and I am privileged to have collaborated with him on several occasions, uh, including on our Soul Matter show, A Climb to the Top. And I was delighted to host him on the show this week. Buckle up, because here we go. Freedom! So fresh, so new. Where are you awesome. from, and how did you get started? I'm from the western part of Michigan, uh, specifically around a city called Grand Rapids. Um, and Grand Rapids is a city that really um, like values... It feels like it's a city where people feel it's a little bit of a bubble. And so everyone feels very comfortable. But I think like what's good is that everyone feels really invested in the city. Everyone, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Michigan pride. There's a lot of West Michigan pride. There's a lot of Grand Rapids pride, which is just like, yeah, we're, you know, Detroit gets all the attention, but we actually, we do, we seem to like do more. We actually like have to kind of pull ourselves together a little bit more. So I think there's a little bit of a little brother complex yeah. Grand Rapids, which is great. Um, so I was fortunate enough when I was 17 to get connected to a film production company here in Grand Rapids called Gorilla. And Gorilla at the time, and I mean, like, and still is, um, you know, one of the the better, like, film production companies um, in, like, Western Michigan especially, and then Michigan in general. And just, like, because Michigan had film incentives back in the late 2000s, um, it kind of created created this little mini film industry, um, especially like so Michigan had this insane incentive. So a lot of like people were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to like invest all these resources. When was that? That was like the two, late 2000s, I believe, um, okay. like 2007, 2008 or something like that. Yeah, um, I was in Charleston. Mich- some of that was happening in South Carolina, too. There are new tax incentives. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to build studios. People got some movies came through town like with Bruce Willis and like, and, uh, 50 cent. And then, uh, the, uh, I think what happened is just that people got a lot of experience that they didn't, that a, that a city like Grand Rapids didn't exactly warrant like a lot. It created this little pocket of knowledge. Um, it was great. So gorilla sprung out of that and it was a great opportunity because I got connected into that community through my oldest brother, he knew the owner of the company and I was interested in going into the film industry at 17. Um, and I had done like a job shadow there, uh, just like kind of interviewed the, the owner there. And when I was looking at my senior year of high school, it was like, oh, I wanna, I wanna, inter- I wanna intern somewhere and get more experience. And so I got an opportunity to intern uh, before uh, I had moved to Florida for a short p- few months because I wanted to go to school, figured out that school wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And there was a job opportunity back at Gorilla where I could take over a small portion of their business of like, they had like a little subsidiary company that was making videos to sell online to churches. So that was like a great little content. You just had to like write, direct, produce those. 
Um, and that was great for me just because it got me in the office every single day and got me around some of the film shoots. I could PA on some of their bigger commercial shoots and then just be around everyone and figure out where my skills were. What was it about that that was, uh, that was interesting to you? In my junior year of high school, I felt I was going towards violin performance as my desire, like I wanted to go into college for violin performance. That was sort of where I was geared. I was a fine arts kid, um, like doing ballet, doing violin. Um, and I, it was weird because I had done a school visit. I really enjoyed it. And then I kind of had this weird awakening moment, like just in a day, like on a regular day in, in like November. And it, I just felt really strongly that I could, I could go into the music uh, and violent performance, I could be okay at it. Like I was talented enough. Um, I felt like if I worked hard enough, I could get into it. And um, and I, but I felt like with film, I felt, felt like I could actually be really good in it. I felt like it was, I felt like I had something to offer to the industry. I felt like I had a sense of direction. I felt like I could navigate good projects versus crappy projects. I was sort of frustrated with Christian film production because you had like a lot of your facing the giants and fireproofs and like. And, uh, and I felt like, uh, I was just like, why, why does Christian content suck? Like, or it felt like it was sort of, it felt like it, it felt really agenda. It felt really like the quality was low. It was like, no one's going to ever respect this if we don't make it good. Like, so were you uh, originally thinking about like entering the, the industry in a faith-based context? Of course, then you become, then you go off to <laughs> adult life and you're like, Ah, religion. I don't know how what I think anymore. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it was more of like, I feel like there's a, I feel like we can communicate. I feel like film allows us to communicate truths to people. I feel like you can depict what it's like to be human um, and people can see themselves in it and they can, they can, they see something and they realize it's true. I think they, they like, we can see a story um, and we go like, that feels true to me. Something about that experience feels authentic. It feels like it's, my own experience it, it helps draw me in like we were just talking about the movie shame the movie shame helped me feel, feel like oh that's even though the movie is very dark it helped me at least go like oh that that thought process is that those thoughts um aren't unique to me and actually helps me feel less alone feels, yeah. you know i feel some empathy in it so that's what i felt like i could do in film was like oh i really want to like help people feel less alone with film i want to be able to pitch it be able to do a concept and somebody goes, oh, I, that's something that I struggle with. That's something that I wrestle with. That's something that's something that has tension in it that um, that makes me interested to know more to go deeper into something. Like so, that's the whole hope is less. In, and now it's translated less into like faith, but more into exploration, discovery, questions to be able to ask questions about what you believe, um, how you see the world. Um, and then be able to go like I think help films help to like open up those those questions to feel comfortable to explore. The more specific, the more relatable. The really cliche stuff comes in when you're hiding, and when you're you know taking the like when you're when you're throwing back the robe is when things get really specific. But also you know they start to make other people feel it in their gut. And it's like, those are special. Those are very, very special moments. I have, I have some films that have done that. I think the first film that I really felt that in a visceral way, like in my body, I felt connected to it was Terrence Malick, The Tree of Life, you know? Yeah, I felt it a lot, like the, the father, father-son dynamic. And that was oh, a film you? that, 
and also because like you know the the i think like the the you know the history of like my family is just like you know that this connection from father to son father to son father to son and like and how that has kind of carried on hurt and uh even though like my relationship with you know parents was never anything hurtful or harmful there's still like an emotional disconnect that felt like oh i want like this feels relatable um and those it's just all those little small moments of just about being a kid and it's all those small moments about just being a family and you're just like oh that feels real looking at where you were at 17 or around that time that you just started like you know entering the industry and doing your thing what's mm-hmm. something that you wish you knew that it's really going to be tough. Like, I mean, and everyone kind of tells you this, but like, it's really going to be tough to do the thing that you want to do. Like, um, it's really going to take a lot of courage, um, on your part. And it's just going to, um, it's also going to take just a lot of just like self, like self belief. I know that I feel like that seems obvious, but I, for me, I want people to tell me when I'm ready rather than just going like, this is, you always have to sort of put forward what you want to be doing. You always got to like take that step um because when you're waiting for somebody to give it to you then you're just you're waiting for permission a lot of times and it it just doesn't help you to to wait for permission it's a terminology problem a lot of people think about and i don't like to use the term breaking in because of this because everyone's like well what's your breaking in story you know it's like it's like i there was a time i had to very intentionally stop focusing on breaking in and start focusing on starting Mm. up it was like, I know people around me, you know, I have a community, I have a network and it might not be the best yet, but like, mm. what can I do with the pieces that are available to me and who can I help with this? Like, who's got yeah. something that I can actually elevate? And that led to some really interesting explorations, which I mean, eventually led to how, how you and I ultimately really connected was on, you know, right. our climb to the top it was because like, this was this was a collection of the people that were in our orbit. It's it takes a tremendous amount of effort and insane discipline to really stay focused and stay on track. So I, at one point, I just realized to myself that I just had to swallow this belief in how hard it was going to be because I was like, I, I'm going to need to do it regardless. You know what I mean? So I think you get to a point where you have to understand how hard it's going to be, and after that, it's a point of acceptance and surrender to the fact that that's just the new normal you can look to other people and like and build relationships and say who can who can i partner with like because i think that's i think like for myself i don't do well in a, in a vacuum like by myself because having that person with you to sort of shoulder it feel like you're taking steps together when you're tired they're pushing forward when they're tired you're pushing forward mm-hmm. and it's like that that is so important so i, I feel like something or I wish I would have known and, and I kind of knew at the time but it was just like uh you need to do it with like other people and I know that sounds obvious but it's just like I think it needs to be very a specific person or close people because when you try to do it alone and maybe depending on your personality maybe you love going alone but like I love feeling like all right we we are heading in a direction mm-hmm. together and it feels like momentum and it feels you know powerful um and it doesn't and when I start to wonder and question myself, this person can like chime in and say, no, you're doing great. Like, keep going, keep going. Um, like, at least for myself, I feel like I need somebody to go, no, you're, they give you some perspective. They go, you're doing fine. Like, yeah, this is just part of the path. 
I think that's important though, because proximity is power. I mean, we know that, you know, you know that the people that you're in orbit with uh, dramatically impact the level of reach that you're going to have because mm. media is a team sport. Art is a team sport. If you want it to be, you know, if you, if you want people to see it, you're going to, it's going to have to be beyond just you. That unlocks a lot of things though. It's not a limiting thing. It's thinking about how, how can we exponentially increase each other's capacity to, to move through this industry, through this space, through this creativity. Right. And it's such a gift though. Cause when you find partnerships and I mean, like it's important to just tinker at a point too, right? Because mm. you gotta, you've got to test relationships and see like, who are you great at collaborating with? What do you think about the conversation in terms of, you know, people asking where they should live? Do I need to live in this environment? Because, um, is this environment more helpful or harmful in terms of mental uh, mental health? Um, even during this Corona time, being back in West Michigan, there's a certain uh, there's a certain some a certain weight that comes off your shoulders um, when you enter back into it, and you're just kind of existing in it again. Don't move to an environment. Don't move to a city because you want it's that whole like striving, or sort of like because you want people to give you something because. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I moved into New York a little bit with the mentality of, and as I'm becoming more comfortable with who I am and what I, what I need, what I want, um, and the kind of people that I want to be around. Um, I think like when, when I'm coming at it from a place of like, what are these people going to give me? Like, this is going to make me who I'm supposed to be. Um, I think that's a little bit more unhealthy. I just go like find, finding a city that like cultivates like, I think that cultivates health and that's so I feel like New York New York and LA the reason why they're beneficial is that you're just close in proximity you're gonna you know the atoms are gonna bump into each other which is awesome that's how I met you that's how I met a lot of people yeah right um so <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't know how to how to how to do that uh just yet like I look at somebody like Cole uh Cole Webley like the director like he lives in like Northern California or even um Kendall who lives in, you know, rural Mississippi. And it's obviously like they've spent some time in those, those epicenters. Yeah. But, um, I think what we all like learn is that we, that like we, what we want to make doesn't always, it doesn't depend on where we live. It depends on our, our desire to make the thing. It's building community like where we are. I, I feel like when we're trying to, when we're trying to look to places to make us who we are, then it's like, then we're, then I think we've got to focus on the wrong thing. Be wherever you are in terms of like make community wherever you are instead of, you know, looking to a location. Is the city going to serve the type of life you want to live? And that includes things beyond just the professional. LA broke every expectation for me because I had heard all the, uh, the rhetoric about breaking in and navigating the industry. And I, it just turned out to be one relationship at a time. You know, like the cavalry is not coming. It's more about what what value are you bringing to the table? So many people go to a major market and they go, I'm here now. Like everybody look at me instead of going like, okay, I'm here now. Who can I help? Like what's a gap that I can fill for someone with my unique superpowers? And that automatically positions you in a strategic place. Don't focus on climbing the ladder. Just help. <laughs> Be helpful. It's not about taking. It's about giving. And I think mm. at every point in the journey, we have to think about what we're able to give right now. Yeah. And, but that's, and that's, how you, that's how you 
accomplish things. <laughs> you know, like that's it. yeah. Like what I realized even in this last year, like like 2019 was a great year, like work wise and financially and that kind of stuff. And I was like, awesome. Like I because 2018 was was a really dry year and a hard year. And it was like, this is a cliche, but it was just like, like okay, you just you know you made more money. You felt like you were more connected to those things. Like, do you you know do you feel better? And it's like no, you know, it's like so. And I'm like, all right, so what am I, you know, what am I after? I want to play, I want to be playful with where I live. I want to be able to go like, you know, if this really doesn't matter, obviously you have to set, you know, sometimes you're establishing yourself, yourself in a market, but like you're going, you know, if this doesn't have a, if the city I live in doesn't have a lot of bearing on my happiness, then like, let's go anywhere. Like, you know, yeah. let's, let's live here. Let's live there. Anybody with the right attitude can basically learn anything. So I don't necessarily need to look at, you know, people that I like need to like get to. What I need to do is a vibe check. I need to see like if, if, if we can do the dance and if we can do right. the dance, then anybody can learn anything, especially, especially like creative, energetic, creative people. I really hate when somebody tries to throw their credentials at me mm. or something like that. Or even when you're trying to hire for <clears throat> a crew, and somebody is like, oh, you know, this person has been in the business for 20 years or something like that. And like, because you can see people who have been in the business for 20 years and, you know, they just have a bad attitude or like, yeah, or yeah, you're just like, they're, it's, it's not always helpful. And uh, yeah, I just hate when, because I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? I, I can't trust, I can't trust just that alone, you know, the 20 years because there's so many things that go into this relationship being successful, not yeah. just I've been here for a long time, but cause I could say it'd be the same thing and be like, well, I've been in this business since I was 18 years old. So that's eight years. So like, let's, let's make this, uh, <laughs> let me, let me flash some credentials. And it's like, it means, you know, it means absolutely nothing. Cause I haven't, you know, made, you know, X kind of product. I've you know done these kinds of projects. So it's like, it doesn't mean that I will automatically be a good fit for this because I've been in the business for so long. Yeah. And, and it also doesn't disqualify me from the ability to get something done that I haven't done before. Absolutely. If my, you know, if I have the right attitude and that kind of stuff. Uh, there is, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, the film production company here in West Michigan was like, where they were thrown around the idea of like producing a movie. And I was looking at another producer and I, and he was you know, a little bit more experienced and older. And I was like, you know, I think we could do, we could probably do this. Like, of course we don't know a lot, but like, we also know a lot. So like we could, <laughs> and now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't know that we would have been able to do it, but I was also like, you know, it was that feeling of trust. Like, I feel like I, we can trust each other. I feel like we can talk to each other. I feel like we can figure this out because there's a, yeah, a mutual respect. There's a mutual understanding. There's a communication style here that will get us to where we need to go might be a little bit messy, but I think we could figure out those questions as we go. What do we need to keep each other accountable for as we start getting deeper into it? Are you making the stuff that matches your vision? Like why or why not? Like, are you keeping what you want to be doing in front of you? Mm -hmm. um, and just because I think we get distracted um, by any sort of success, by all of a sudden new needs or anything like that. It's funny when, you know, if we're, 25, 26, 27 years old, and we were like, oh, I need to be making 100 plus K a year. And you're like, why? Like, 
why do you need to be making that? You've told yourself that's what you need in order to serve, you know, in sure. this environment. Right. And I mean, I don't know what your life is, but also like, it's sort of ridiculous. It sort of becomes like you're, you focus on the wrong thing. What I don't want for myself, what I don't want for others is to just get bogged, just bogged down with the, like the needless um, work with the stuff that distracts us. We got to de-romanticize it, right? Right, right. Everyone's <laughs> got this big flower review and it's like success sure, sure. And, and lack of success are both distractions. Right. It's like, mm, mm, mm. don't think success or lack of success or, or, or get caught up in your failures, you know, and celebrate every win, you know, learn from every loss, but realize that those are just on either side of this pathway. And the pathway that you're on is a pathway to fulfillment. And hopefully you're walking in fulfillment and all the right. successes and failures in the meantime, they're just a part of the experience whatever your flow is, whether it's like, I want to go write 25 pages of this script today, or I want to be the go-to resource on, you know, film finance or whatever. Sure. Learn functionally how to do that, but step into something that you can get into your flow and actually really express yourself. And that's it. You know, that as long as that process is sustainable, then you're really winning because... Mm. It, I mean, what, what, a be- what better place to be than to be in a place where you're every day doing the process that you enjoy. Joy is simple. Joy is enjoying right. what you do. And that doesn't mean there aren't challenges and stuff that happen in that process that like you're going to have shitty days. You're going to have sucky sure. late nights, early mornings, but right. really got to focus on fulfillment. A lot of people are realizing the relationships they do and do not have in their life. Um, and I think like, at least to me, um, I think that the ways that I feel fulfilled are, are loving, trusting relationships. Um, because I, I, because those sharpen me, they make me inspired, um, and they challenge like my views. Um, so it, it keep that, like those keep me fresh and not like any, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you more productive? More of like, are you are you satisfied? Are you happy? Are you, are you not chasing? Are you like walking in who you are? Like, and that's what I think is the most important thing. And if you have friends that are asking you those questions, then like, it doesn't matter what the thing is. Like, you're just going to, then you're going to, cause you're going to get down to like, what is the most satisfying part of this process? Keep good. Like just keep the, the, the fresh water flowing, like in, like in your life, just because um, like, just don't, don't get um spiritually like stagnant because like that's gonna keep you creating throughout your entire life and creating doesn't mean the next big film creating just means like that that tinkering kind of mind you just kind of like oh i'm gonna learn how to like make woodwork this thing i'm gonna build this thing over here especially as we're getting started on this journey and people are starting to, and people our age are starting to find some success and it's starting to become the mundane people are starting to have kids whatever all right, the mon- the mundanity is is a is setting in right now. Like yeah, you're four, five, six, seven years into your career. You know what are you going? How are you going to keep that that fire fed? Um, to keep the water fresh, um, because when you come into this world, you come into the creative world. You're a fresh body of water. You're like oh, I'm not tainted. I'm not cynical. What do you feel like is in the sights for you? What is something that you're sort of setting an intention to lean toward? I know everybody says, you know, it's like everybody says this, but it's just for me, um, 
my intention would be towards um, developing a feature script. You know, like we talked about work on stories that feel authentic to the human experience that help us question or help us see ourselves. Um, so I think like that is something that I go is going to be a challenge because it's going to require just like a lot of hard, hard work. It's going to require a lot of focus. Um, and I think in it, at the end of the day, it'll be, it'll just be fun because you're, you're creating something out of nothing. I like the, I, I like fiction or uh, scripted stuff more than I like unscripted stuff like documentaries. Yeah. The world is doc, you know, branded docs and that kind of stuff, non-scripted stuff. Um, I really like, I really like scripted stuff because it's, it's a craftsmanship to it. It's a like building something, building a world. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And when it works, it really works. And then, yeah. And, and like you, it takes a lot of refinement. It takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of perspective. And I think you can't you can't fake your way through that. So I think there's this there's this craftsman part craftsman's craftsmanship part of it that I really like, which is just that like oh, it requires a lot of like testing it, you know, testing the metal, testing the integrity of something before you know uh, before it can be made. Obviously, like there's something to be said to just like making something and, and doing it. Sure, but. Um, I think like, I love the idea of just like working on something, making it better and then giving it a shot. You're right? designing, you know, that's really the thing it's is designing. we're, we're playing God in those moments. And <laughs> I think that's probably what I just want, what I want at the end of the day is just to play God or yeah, just yeah. Like, to help, to help direct. It's just to help direct attention. I think like when, I think it's because when I felt influenced by a concept, when I felt influenced by an idea that was planted, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, it opens up, yeah. you know, a whole, a whole world. And I'm just like, oh man, like if I can help, uh, if I have the ability to, you know, plant some ideas to help um, bring about uh, just an expansiveness, like that seems, you know, super exciting to me. I think what's frustrating is the scripting process and not that I know I'm so good at writing or anything like that. It's just more of uh, when you're sitting down with a writing partner and you're like, hey, I think, I think we're missing something here and they're going, I don't think so. And you're just like, you're trying to like, you're like, no, we're missing something. Don't I, you see, like, <laughs> I, I know. And that's so hard to communicate and, and, and maybe sometimes concede um, that like, okay, I don't need this to work. You almost want to go in there and like, just, you know, type out yeah. the fix or something like that. Or, or you just kind of like let it go and, and just like trust them and go, all right, like I don't have this, I don't have to be right on this, but like, I do feel you know strongly that if we don't communicate this, it, yeah, I don't. I don't understand when directors feel like it's gonna just come through. I go, no, it's not. Like yeah, never, we, never. When people are like, oh, I think it'll just come out that like this idea. You go, it won't. People can't read your mind. It's like it's, it's like communicating with your partner. It's like well, yeah. When people, when I, oh my gosh, when it's not in there, no one will see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's my both the blessing and the curse of my personality is that I'm too logical um, because it will. It, it helps me spot problems, but it also can be all that I see is the logic of like, dip, 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 dip. what's a takeaway? What's a piece of advice you'd want to leave right. people that are considering uh, how they want to express themselves or, you know, like right. stepping into maybe a new chapter in their, in their career or their journey. Something that I've always been like, I've been scared to do, but I think is, is super helpful is um, finding like the minimum viable product that you can do in your life um in terms of creating like find a small creative action that you can do like once a week or something like that 
I think it's just that what I've realized for myself is that being um, okay with your ideas um, for others to see is so important. Um, being comfortable with your voice is so important. I think understanding what your voice is, is, is like so crucial. Like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Can you communicate that well? Um, it is so like, is everything like who cares if you, you know, are the most skilled, whatever, like, that's great. That's awesome. That'll help you be able to do something. Um, but if you're not comfortable and I have found this with myself, if there's a discomfort with what your own voice is, it's going to be so tough to get where you want to go. Like if you're, if you're not willing to like speak out to like, this is what I have to say. And like, and I, and it doesn't have to be pretty. I think it's just getting, it's just getting comfortable with like, this is what I think about this is, you know, if you're writing a script or writing a blog post or you're taking a picture, you just go, Hey, I took this, this is mine. This is, this is my expression. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to let it go. Like, yeah, that, and that's the hard part is creating something and then divorcing yourself from it. That is the journey. That is the creative process. Doing right. labor to put yourself in front of right. people and then removing yourself emotionally to the point that you can be satisfied with the work as everybody else beats on it for the rest of its life. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. It's way easier said than done. And it's so cliche to do, but it's just like, um, yeah, finding, finding little because uh, this is something that I'm on the journey of right now for myself, which is just like, oh yeah, like when put it, being comfortable with your voice is the most important thing. Yeah. Um, because the medium is not gonna is not gonna matter. Um, and I think like looking at, yeah, not allowing what you don't have to not you know to get in the way. Um, yes. That's like why I was trying to write you know write those like really just like rough scripts or something like that. I was just like, oh okay, like. What's something I can do that's absolutely free? It is the journey. So to say like, oh, I'm, I'm in a space where I'm figuring it out for myself. You know, it's like, of course you are. That's perfect. That's exactly where you should be because that's what it is to be a creative, especially a creative professional, but a creative person in general, always finding your voice, always being more and more dialed into what it is you have to say. And your life experience will color that. So that process never ends. I applaud you for stepping into it. I also would just challenge everyone to accept the fact that this is the process. I mean, you're in the journey mm. of developing creative identity, you know, and that will mm. shift as your identity grows and changes and your experience grows and changes. So right. get on the train of, you know, expressing yourself, build the courage <laughs> and the discipline, all those things that it takes for that right. to be a space that you can enter habitually and right right habitually is so important because it's the whole like there's no magic sauce um to you know to the thing it, it like that feels like a cliche too but it's just like listen like there's no magic sauce so stop saying that there is and just get and just get moving a little bit and get and get going and yeah. get creative with it oh one thing that like really helps and it's like and i go in and out of this all the time which is it's just like writing out like what are my commitments like or like what are my intent like what are what are my what is my vision and then what and then what is my commitment based on vision that's something i learned from like a business coach that i was working with like a year ago which is just like what do you want and then what are the commitments that you can keep to yourself to do that um a lot of times when i feel 
unmoored or unanchored, it's because I'm not checking in with like, well, what is my vision and like, what is the action that I can take today that does that, that like helps feed into that vision. Otherwise, you just it, it feels like you're on the ocean and you're just like feeling thrown about. That's huge, man. And that's where accountability comes in. That's again where you got to have people and your favorites on your iPhone that you can call up and be like, yo, uh, how am I doing? And also like, how are you doing? Are you keeping right. your vision? Are you keeping your commitments? Are you getting vulnerable and expressing yourself? I know. I forget, I forget that part. I forget the accountability part. I just like, I live in my own little insular world with that. I always forget yeah. to be like, oh yeah, set up an accountability system. You know, we do get very insular in the film industry. And I think it's because a lot of people try to like hack their way in. And a lot of people are like, they want to they wanna associate with you because of some sort of perceived like, um, I don't know, some sort of perceived like value in knowing you or, you know, people are used to the people that just want to be around because like, oh, you're on whatever show or you're doing this, you're doing, mm-hmm. doing that. And so we end up getting a little bit private about everything we do. And I don't blame people for being private, but I think what can Mm -hmm. happen is we don't feel like there's any room for us to be uncertain or to be like mid growth. Like we always feel like we got to come to the table fully formed. Like we got to, we've got to be born, you know, knowing how to talk or something. And it's like, there, there are, there are examples in other, uh, other verticals, you know, people that are especially in the entrepreneurial world, in the tech world, where we've created mastermind groups and communities designed to support each other. And now people even like um, Tim Thompson and Joel Pilger at RevThink have their, you know, have their seven ingredients group. And we're starting to see this happen inside of the film industry. And that's uh, largely part of what we're doing with this new show is we want to create a group, a place where we can keep each other accountable and grow through these things together and no shame. You got a question, you ask it. What that demands of you is if you're if so if you're leading that community right now is that you have to be unshakably disciplined in terms of that that um like creating a trust trusting environment um because something is going to be said that makes somebody upset or, or somebody's going to say something that's going to like piss somebody off or right. it's going to happen. Um, I think about Pixar's like brain trust, you know, and creativity Inc. Like, and I go, that requires a very disciplined approach. Like trust doesn't come through accident. You know, it comes through um, a disciplined, um, yeah, being disciplined with your vulnerability, like in terms of like, no, we are like, we are, always making sure because we will put up you know as humans we just put up our walls yeah you know all the time because we, we feel trusted we feel trusted we're with our partner with our spouse you know we're like we're like oh we built such trust and yeah. then one little thing happens and then that you like you know unintentionally put up a little wall because you feel embarrassed you feel ashamed you yeah. feel disconnected in some way and like um you know as you're fostering this community it's just like and you're sort of saying, I'm going to leave this is like making sure that like that, uh, those walls don't go up. Like, yeah. And you have to be, you have to lead with that vulnerability lead with being, you know, those asking those silly questions or those, you know, seemingly silly questions. Yeah. Are we, are we really 
allowing ourselves to be seen in the moments. Dude, the growth moments, the moments of transformation, the moments of change are the most powerful moments. Right. So if we're always, I'm personally, I don't like to come out half baked. So I, I don't like to show the, the, that part of the journey. I, not sure. naturally, but I realize that the people that have really poured into me professionally in my creativity are those who have said, here's all the Lego pieces. You know, this is before it was built. This is during while it was built, you know, and you get to see how people have navigated these challenges themselves. I think we can do that for each other. I was working with a buddy a few, for a six month period. Um, and he and I built this good report. Like it felt like a good trust. Like when I would get internally frustrated with him, we would take a walk around the block and I would just like, like a, like a marriage, I would be like, <laughs> and then you said, then you did this and that made me frustrated with you or whatever. And it was just like, but then, you know, I still look back at that, those, that six month period with great fondness. Cause I was like, Oh, that was there. There was great trust there. And therefore, uh, a, a feeling of safety to be able to like try, try something. So something that I feel like, um, that the, the United States doesn't do, or at least like that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about is apprenticeship. Um, sort of this idea, uh, this very age old idea, thousands of years, a craftsman. We don't think of our, our life as a craftsman because we keep ourselves very insulated, and um, uh, you know we're always like wrapped up in ourselves. Um, is that you know we're we're it's so important for somebody who's younger, and even like for you as peer to peer to sort of like enter the, enter enter into this relationship where it's like, hey, I see the potential in you. I see uh, not so I can use you, not so anything like that. I see that you have a desire to create and I see that you have a willingness to work hard and that kind of stuff. So like, let me, uh, help you. Like, let's, let's work out, like, let us take, you know, action together to get you where you want to go. Like, um, what, you know, figure out what you don't know or figure out where you want to go and then figure out how to get there together. Um, figure out how to teach each other the skills. So something that I feel like that we should be doing and I mean, I don't necessarily practice this in my own life, but it's just like this idea of apprenticeship, um, which also looks at, looks a lot like mentorship. It just kind of goes like, you know, Hey, this is, it's okay to, to create, um, to create and, and to fail. And like, because you're an apprentice, you're somebody who is finding their feet, you just like a goldsmith. Like you're going like first you sweep the floors and then you <laughs> like, then you pick up the gold blocks and then you like learn what it looks like. Um, and in some ways I think we need to be doing that, which is just like, you need to be just being be in a safe place where you can just like do that thing and we're not worried about timeline we're not worried about like this kind of stuff we're just like do the practice do the practice do the practice and do it over and over and over again um so like even going like oh how do we give you you know five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to go do this thing you know that you want to do yeah um you have this idea like all right like i want to help you get to where you want to go um want you not to feel afraid to make something let's make the stakes low let's make you know what do you have in your in your um resource you know your toolkit that can get this done um so i think that's a, that's something that i've had some access to but i feel like um would be so useful in this world i feel like the, the world needs to return to an apprenticeship model because we're in such a professionalism we're in such a like mode in a world that's like you got to be good you got to be all these things you can't 
mess up. Like, it's like you mess up once you're out of here. Like we don't have time for that. Like there's not, we don't focus on it in our world, in our country. Like we're going to enter in this relationship. It's going to cost me something like as a mentor, as a mentor, it's, you're going to break things like, and that's going to be painful. Like, yeah. Uh, you're going to say something to somebody that you shouldn't have. And now I'm going to like, we're going to repair that relationship. You know, you're going to break my expensive, you know, uh, wing being my, <laughs> yeah, wing ding, whatever. And it's like, that's so important because, uh, it just allows for like an honesty and a vulnerability, um, in a, like, um, just a cultivation, uh, and deeper, I think just deeper craftsmanship. I think because we're all trying to protect our image, our ego, we're not actually getting as deep as we could. We're like, uh, we get there sometimes, but like, we don't actually, because we don't feel safe. We're trying, like, I'm trying to make sure that I have enough money for this. Like, what if you didn't have to worry about that? What if you were actually in an environment? We're not talking about a place where you can be lazy. We're just talking about a place that you are, uh, this is your time to, to mess up. Yeah. But I think that that requires an intentionality because so often we're dealing with legitimately high stakes. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of people's reputations involved. And of course, that is an egoic thing. You are navigating ego, not necessarily in a destructive sense, but everyone's, you know, coming to the table trying to say what they're there to say. And so intentionally creating atmospheres where people can learn and break things and realize that that actually is the process. Like, that's that's what this platform is about. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, subscribe on YouTube and turn on notifications so you can keep up with the show. We release new content every single week. For those of you who have enjoyed episodes in the past and keep coming back, thank you so much for listening, and we would love it if you would rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts to help us get into more ears. See you next week.